Let us pray. Our God and our deliverer, we are grateful that you provide for us everything that we need. This morning, we give a portion of what we have been given back to you in an act of thanks. Bless these gifts and our lives so that they might be used to follow you into the wilderness, into the incredible things that we haven't even imagined yet. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. This morning we continue our four-part series on the exodus of the Israelite people from Egypt. This is one of the foundational stories of our faith. It's a story of suffering and redemption, of doubt and trust. And it's a long and a turbulent story, so we are highlighting just a few of the well-known passages. And I have to say, it is pretty amazing how these stories that are thousands of years old speak so clearly to us in the year 2020. Dave Brown is going to share our scripture this morning. Our first scripture reading comes from Exodus chapter 13, verses 17 through 22. When the king of Egypt let the people go, God did not take them by the road that goes up the coast of Philistia, although it was the shortest way. God thought, I do not want the people to change their minds and return to Egypt when they see that they are going to have to fight. Instead, he led them in a roundabout way through the desert toward the Red Sea. The Israelites were armed for battle. Moses took the body of Joseph with him, as Joseph had made the Israelites solemnly promise to do. Joseph had said, When God rescues you, you must carry my body with you from this place. The Israelites left Sukkoth and camped at Etham on the edge of the desert. During the day, the Lord went in front of them in a pillar of cloud to show them the way, and during the night, he went in front of them in a pillar of fire to give them light, so that they could travel night and day. The pillar of cloud was always in front of the people during the day, and the pillar of fire at night. Our next scripture reading comes from Exodus chapter 14, verses 10 through 14. When the Israelites saw the king and his army marching against them, they were terrified and cried out to the Lord for help. They said to Moses, weren't there any graves in Egypt? Did you have to bring us out here in the desert to die? Look what you have done by bringing us out of Egypt. Didn't we tell you before we left that this would happen? We told you to leave us alone and let us go on being slaves of the Egyptians. It would be better to be slaves there than to die here in the desert. Our last scripture reading comes from Exodus chapter 14, verses 19 through 20. The angel of God, who had been in front of the army of Israel, moved and went to the rear. The pillar of cloud also moved until it was between the Egyptians and the Israelites. The cloud made it dark for the Egyptians, but gave light to the people of Israel. And so the armies could not come near each other all night. Thank you, Dave, for reading and sharing that scripture with us. 
Last week, we talked about how the Israelites were brutally enslaved by the Pharaoh of Egypt and ordered that all of the Israelite boys were to be drowned in the Nile River. And so Israel cries out to God for help, for God to save them. And God hears their cries, sees their sufferings, and knows what they are experiencing. And so God responds to Israel. God responds through Moses, appearing to Moses in a burning bush, telling him to return to Pharaoh and to demand that Pharaoh releases the Israelite people. This week, we hear in today's scripture how after some back and forth with Pharaoh and and a few plagues thrown in, God delivers the Israelites from the Egyptians. In this first verse of today's reading, we see how God leads the Israelites on a somewhat indirect route. Not on the road through the Philistine country, though that was shorter, because God knew that if the Israelites faced war with the Philistines, that they might change their minds and return to Egypt. So God led the people around through the desert in, through the desert road into the Red Sea. God knows that the Israelites, will, what they will do. God knows them, how they would react to this opposition so early in their journey. And God knows that this is just the beginning of the journey, them leaving, that they are beginning now in this long struggle for freedom. And they're beginning the journey for them to understand and to embrace their identity and their destiny as God's beloved community. And they're also figuring out what that looks like apart from what they have always known. From life with the Egyptians that was really life robbing and and life denying this existence with them. And so God tries to give the Israelites a fighting chance. And so God says, Follow me this way. Go with me this way. And so as soon as the Israelites step out into the wilderness, we are reminded of what we learned last week, that God knows them, that God knows the Israelites and God knows us. And God is with the Israelites just as God is with us. God is leading them into this new adventure. And that looks like this pillar of fire and a pillar of cloud. By day, the Lord went ahead of them in a pillar of cloud to guide them on their way, it says. And by night, in a pillar of fire to give them light so that they could travel by day or by night. Neither the pillar of cloud by day nor the pillar of fire by night left its place in front of the people. Now, both day and night out in the desert is filled with this enormous danger when they are traveling. During the day, the cloud shields them from the harsh sun. And at night, the fire protects them from the darkness and whatever is out there protecting them from whatever might try to get them. So God is reliable, and God is attentive to the Israelites all the time. 
And just the same, God is with us through our own journey into the unknown, never leaving our side. In many ways, our lives have been and, and were, we, we were holding on to this bondage. And we, were being, we are now being ushered into our own wilderness of sorts to be released from our old way of doing things, our old way of living, and journey towards a new reality. This holy disturbance that is 2020 has been thus far, it has shown us the cracks and, and the strung, struggles that have been rumbling underneath the surface, those things that we have not wanted to recognize or just have been ignorant to for a very long time. Racial inequality and climate change and economic dislocation and all of those deep, deep divisions that we find ourselves in right now. And we don't know what this new normal is going to look like or what, how, when we're actually going to get to this new normal. But what we do know is this, this story, it reminds us that God is with us, that just as God promised, God is with us. God is leading us by day and by night. All the time, God is with us in the unknown. Now, of course, that's a simple and, and a good and a strong truth, but life is never that simple or that easy. And so no, no sooner do the Israelites leave Egypt than Pharaoh changes his mind. We see in today's scripture and, and gathers his army and chases after the Israelites for this final showdown with them. And when the Israelites, they saw the Egyptians, now they had been surrounded by God this entire time. And so you would think that they would be confident that God is going to protect them. But they didn't say, okay, God is with us. We are safe. It will be okay. No, when the Israelites saw the Egyptians, it says they were terrified. And they cried out to God and they yelled at Moses. Was it because there were no graves in Egypt that you brought us out into the desert to die? What have you done to us by bringing us out of Egypt? As soon as the Israelites see the Egyptians they assume they are going to die. They forget that God has delivered them, that God is delivering them and is with them through this, that God has surrounded them the entire time. And so they cry out to God in this, this protest and, and complaint and, and demand, but then also with this little tinge of hope that God will save them yet again. The Israelites were literally enslaved by the Egyptians. And yet we see here that they wanted to go back. They thought in that moment that it would have been better if they were just with the Egyptians enslaved. They were addicted to the order and the regular food supply and even, yes, the oppression of the empire. And God led them away from all of that, away from the bondage and the brokenness into this land of milk and honey. That's where they were going, but they couldn't see that yet. 
And so leaving the known for the unknown, no matter if we know that the, un- the known is not good for us, it's still difficult. And the temptation to return is still great. So it's no surprise that we want to go back to the way things were in February. Before the pandemic, when many of us were just living life, ignorant of how we ourselves have been enslaved by our own selfishness and self-centeredness. Leaving what we know is hard. Going into the unknown is terrifying. Even when we know that God is with us, we can forget. It takes continual resolve, constant reminders that the new is actually really, truly worth it. That there is this land of milk and honey with God. But it's also important for us to remember, and it's difficult for us to remember, that we are not the ones that are forging the way. That God is with us, behind and before us, leading us into that unknown, leading us into the promised land. We receive one final reminder of God's presence and protection in today's scripture. It says, then the angel of God who had been traveling in front of the Israel's army withdrew and went behind them. The pillar of cloud also moved from in front and stood behind them coming between, excuse me, coming between the armies of Egypt and Israel. Throughout the night, the cloud brought darkness to the one side and light to the other side. So neither went near the other all night long. God was with them, protecting them. And then we see right after this is when Moses lifts his staff and parts the Red Sea. And the Israelites are liberated from the Egyptians once and for all. God saves the Israelites from bondage. And God saves us again and again and again. One of the hardest things to remember, though, is that We do not lead ourselves. God led the Israelites and God leads us. In a few weeks, my family is taking our annual pilgrimage to Clear Creek State Park in the Allegheny Mountains. I find my thoughts wandering to our cabin in Clear Creek more often than not. Sitting by the fire, going on hikes, having family uno games sitting in the cabin. I love my job. I have so much fun with this crazy staff and talking with you all and and spending time and digging into scripture. I love my job and I'm tired. I'm tired of making a million decisions and everything being different and new. I'm overwhelmed by living into the unknown, but I'm overwhelmed because I forgot that I'm not the one leading. God is leading us, and like God did with the Israelites, God will not leave us to figure this all out, 
to find our own way into the promised land. God will lead us by day and by night, all the time, into the promised land that God has for us, too. We can do this because God has got this. God's got us. Thanks be to God. Amen. Now, during this next song, you are welcome and invited to 